Whoa, 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 whoa. Turn it back. Turn it back. What's that? Oh, nice. Turn it up. Oh, yeah. You have arrived, good people. Welcome to the Outlet Radio Show. Coming to you all the way from Brooklyn, New York. Here is your host, our favorite BK child with that million dollar smile, Azania Shange. Mm, here she comes, y'all. Your host Azania Shange. Thank you for plugging in. Now, whether this is your first time tuning in or you've been riding with us week after week, I welcome you to episode six of the Outlet Radio Show. V. Jeffrey Smith is here doing the damn thing and holding me down on sound. Thank you, sir. All right. And I'd love to introduce one of my friends, a very, very talented actor, Benga. <laughs> Akinabe. Akinabe. It's so beautiful, too. Akinabe. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You've been really busy. <laughs> a little bit. A little You've bit. You've been really busy. It's been, um, I was surprised I was able to pin you down because you stay active. You stay working, which is awesome as an actor to get to say that. And when I don't get to see you in person, I get to see you on television. Just watched you this morning on the following, by oh, the way. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm really sad. Your character's making me sad. We can get into that a little <laughs> bit later. <laughs> um, and you just got back from some travel. You were working abroad um, in South Africa, working on a film. Yes. And you have a film that's out at BAM right now uh, that you're very, very proud of. So let's start there. What's this film that you have at BAM? Uh, it's called Knucklehead. Knucklehead. And it's... The, although I've produced a few films since we first shot Knucklehead, it's the first film I started producing. Uh, it just took a long time to, to get done. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited about it. Oh, you produced it? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so, I produced it. Alfred Woodard is in it. She plays my mother. Um, I had a little crush on her. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Alfred's sexy. I know yeah, she is. She it, get it. Yeah, it, it got, it got kind of edible on set. I was yeah, just like, I had yeah. a crush, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the um, that film, I, I watched the trailer of it. I'm looking forward to seeing it in, in, in its entirety. But I watched the trailer of it, and it reminded me of another character that you played um, in home that vulnerability that same kind of vulnerability um, and I'm, I've never I never really knew you to be that character I think all the characters that I saw first you were in the wire that was I think a lot of us that was our first introduction to you as an actor and you were not this sweet vulnerable guy you were this ruthless killer and very convincingly you were quiet you were a silent killer it was just very eerie and um, 
to see you take on these characters, these roles where you're being really vulnerable and really awkward, it really shows us your your range as an actor. Number one, the fact that you can go to those vulnerable places and have me convinced somebody that knows you. You have me convinced when I'm watching you embody these characters. It's really pretty beautiful. It's really amazing. Thank you. Thank you very You're much. You're welcome. So I want to talk about how I know you. Okay. Because this is like a little bit of a funny story. We met while I was working at a restaurant in Bed-Stuy. And you would be, you were training for the New York City Marathon. Mm. So you were like running up and down the street shirtless. And I was like, <laughs> I was working the door. So I would see you like run by and I'd be like, who in the, <laughs> who is that? What is that? And then you came in one day for something. I don't know what it was. With my shirt on. I don't know. You might not have. You might not have come in with your shirt on. Whatever. Anyway, the point is, is that you would come to the restaurant on occasion to grab yourself a little bit of a snack. But my first introduction to you was shirtless running up and down the street <laughs> training for the marathon that I don't think you ever had a chance to run. Was that the year that they canceled it? I ran the one before. The year before. Oh, okay. that, actually, I think that was... So I ran the one in 2011, and then the year of Sandy, they canceled it a week ahead of it. Yeah. Um, so I think that was 2012. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. then we met again yeah. after that. This was at BAM. I was walking around, and you had a booth. And that was the first time I became introduced to your uh, T-shirt brand, which is called... Um, liberated people and it's um, you have at the current moment you have how many shirts how many different shirts Boy, we've just expanded the spring line just came in that's some of the boxes you saw oh. um, so we have Nigeria India Brazil Ethiopia um, the nation state shirts and then we have different versions of those shirts and now we also have sweatshirts and hoodies so it's it's dope. I'm I'm excited. And we have, have we had a few great events in London, um, with artists and performers and uh we had a great pop up at a, a store in Brixton in London. Um it was dope. It was dope. Yeah, it's been it's been cool. Now we're getting <clears throat> images of people from Amsterdam, from from Italy, from Stockholm, everywhere, sending in pictures of them sporting the gear, which is cool because they believe in, in liberation of all peoples. Uh we just had one in Anacostia, D.C. Uh, this past Saturday, and that was dope at a, at a place called Nubian Human, um, So, which are, will now be carried in that store. As a, we did it as a fundraiser for Beat the Streets Baltimore, which is a wrestling and tutoring program for inner city youths. So it's been uh, it's expanding, and, and it's been cool. People are feeling it. They, the products are eco-friendly and quality. So we've got some really cool designs about getting it out there. And what's the statement that you would say you want liberated people to be to make? I would say that we it, we are all part of the same beautiful struggle, and as long as as we start to recognize that, we stand stronger. As we start to like recognize that, like these the people in other countries, like these lines of nation states, like they don't they don't. They're not real. And like the people in other countries and other neighborhoods, these are our brothers and sisters whose lives are as valuable as our own. So there's a strength in that. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. Well, I, I love it. I mean, it, 
it, on top of it, your your t-shirts making a statement. They're very very attractive. Yeah. <laughs> they're very fashionable. I, I think my favorite one is probably still India. I mm. love that one. It's so beautiful. Yeah, that's I think the new one's dope. That's like there's a few that we we've brought back in the spring line, and that's one of them. Yeah, yeah. that one's pretty hot. So one thing that never happened though in the time that I worked with you was I never got my shirt. Yes. My free shirt. That's funny because there were never any free shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Please line up. I was wondering, where is my free shirt? <laughs> well, I'll buy my shirt, and it's a really high quality cotton, so it's very, very comfortable. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my shirt because I need something in to you rock. Look really good in it. Rock with my new necklace. Mm. Shall I talk about my necklace? Talk Can I talk about, about necklace. my necklace? Talk about the necklace. Okay, so Banga just came back from South Africa. Every And as I stated last week, whenever somebody goes to South Africa, I always ask them to bring me back something. It's always the same something. It's this particular style of necklace. And so Banga just brought me back a necklace, which I love. It's gorgeous. <laughs> um, but tell us about your time in South Africa. Oh, wow. South Africa was... <laughs> Wow. Yeah, man. South Africa. Yo, I I, I want to go back. Um, yeah. It was beautiful. The weather was nice. It's towards the end of their, their summer, um, which is the end of our winter. Um, the people are beautiful. And I had a great time on the project I was working on. It's a movie called Detour. It's a British production set in the United States, but shooting in South Africa. Wow. That's so yeah. Wow. So they shot South Africa for Nevada and California. Mm. Um and so it was great really talented director writer director Chris Smith out of the UK um, and Ty Sheridan is uh, the lead he was in a film called Mud with Matthew McConaughey yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah Ty was a little boy in that movie now he's, he's like you know he's like, he's like 18 20. I have that movie because somebody recommended but I never watched it so it's I'll, good I'll, yeah it's that's good. what everybody's saying so yeah. I'm gonna no, check that, it out tonight and, yeah and Ty's now now he's, he's playing Cyclops in the X-Men movies yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, he's a talented cat um, so yeah we had fun we had a lot of fun there and I mean, there's still a lot of really messed up racial politics and economic politics in South Africa I, I, very much so and crime is high but there's been a complete rebranding of it so people see it as a destination zone and so they don't think about uh, the injustices that still mm. continue um, that being said people people should go to South Africa um, I mean to enjoy it but also to to see see what's going on firsthand. It's it's a beautiful place. It's not as bad as it was though, but it's still it's it's uh, it's I mean there's a great deal of racial injustice that yeah. continues and economic injustice. Um, you have now you have you've had some black presidents and you have like some black people who who can be on boards of companies and those few black people make a, a great deal of money and then they become that, and then it becomes their interest to keep things the same as well right, and not really right. proliferate the opportunities right. from, for all people. And it, part of the issue is like during the transition of power, mm-hmm. you, you have now black people in, in positions of power, but all the capital as far as the money and the land stayed exactly where mm-hmm. it was before with the, with the white landowners and the white businesses that had them before. Right. And I think that was a mistake that was made um, during that transition. That's, this might be controversial to some, but <laughs> you, if you go there now, you see that like there's there's a there's a schism, very much still between the races, and a lot of it's because there's there was no there was there's no 
it's, there's very little justice that was achieved after the quote-unquote end of apartheid. And the irony is why people there actually feel uh, like the injustice is happening on them. <laughs> I can't tell you how many have told me that there. They, 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 they feel that um, it should be that it should be called yeah. an apartheid state again, but because wow. of what's happening to them, um, because they of the feel that way right now. Yes, because of That's the crazy, they said because of the black empowerment um, um, laws that are meant to like, equalize things, and they think it's completely unfair and and and, uh, and not right, and and they feel persecuted. I cannot tell you how many told me that. Wow, really? It's, they want it's, to go back to the way it was. Right? Uh, it's you. You have to go there. You, I mean, it's not. Wow. It's but it's like, but these these like there are a lot of good people there. They just there are, a lot of them are just seeing it from their perspective as opposed to the whole. Right. And so it's it's a fascinating place and it's gorgeous. You can see why the Dutch came and decided we're going to just take this and never leave. It's it's gorgeous. And apparently, like the neighboring countries, um, are even more beautiful. You know, like. So I, I can't wait to go back. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's a very diverse place. That's so interesting how white privilege <laughs> spans um the universe. It's really interesting because you you're talking about it from your perspective when you were in South Africa. When I was in Colombia, I I never really thought about the separation of black and white outside of the United States, really, and outside of places like South Africa. Um, and then I went to Colombia where I had never really thought about it ever, ever. And then the divide there as well. It's really, it's really interesting and, and fascinating how white privilege can span cultures and countries and mm-hmm. it's it's really pretty fascinating well, a lot of it is we we digest it and we internalize it so we do it amongst ourselves you know lighter people are better and and we give deference to to white people it's it's wild how like like sometimes i'll work with people as far as like people let's say people who are doing work on on my house and like I'll have uh like so you know I try to hire as as diverse a, a crew mm-hmm. as possible, and and sometimes you know and I'm pretty chill and sometimes like like people may take advantage they want to take advantage of that they won't do the work on time they'll do it poorly so whatever you know or they'll they'll get an attitude when you ask them to do the things they've been paid to do, um, but you also that you. But it's also clear that if I was white, they wouldn't do that. You know, mm-hmm. they like they they give their utmost. You know, and it's it's wild how we sometimes are we are we take for granted and treat our own mm-hmm. even worse. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. So we're, that's it. I think to me that's an internalized self hate, even though that doesn't may not look like it, but it is. Uh, yeah. 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 Definitely. Wow. Yeah, man. You know, you're, I mean, obviously, based on the conversation, it's clear that you are an activist as well as an actor. You've been um, pretty vocal during the protests that were happening, you know, and pretty visible as well during the protests. What, what is your, what is your opinion of what's happening and and unfortunately continuing to happen um, in terms of the police shooting down unarmed people we can't even say men anymore because we we have examples of women and children who have also been shot and killed by the police and it's gone unpunished um what what how do you feel about what's happening and what's being done to try to promote change 
we were at a very interesting time in this country. Uh, and every once in a while, there's an opportunity for for real change. I think we, but like, very seldom do we get to actually achieve it. We're usually just kind of lulled into sedation. Um, I think there's an opportunity here. And unfortunately, it's cost the lives of all these unarmed people. But there's an opportunity here to 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 change how police are trained, to change policy, and to address this this racial divide that a great number of the people in this country don't believe exist. And then and a great number of the people in this country are kind of driven Nimrod because they have to pretend that everything is fine when they know it's not and it, as far as who they are in this world. Um, so you have people who never saw racial issues who are beginning to understand that these are real. You know, the the black bodies in the streets speak to that. The Latino bodies in the streets speak to that. You know, video after video of... And what's wild is, like, I don't even think that there's there's more black and Latino people being killed, unarmed people being killed, than there were before. I think that people are just seeing it more. Mm-hmm. So my surprise, my my shock, and part of what disturbs me is that... Uh, that it's such a surprise to our white, our white brothers and sisters. Um, so that that that's that's disturbing. It just means that they they, you know, this. But they, you know they you know been living in their world, and it's not even just white people. People, it's people to a certain class. They live in their world. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and this is real. I think things now are beginning to to get across. Uh, that class divide I mean not not completely and definitely not enough to like change their perspective um, as a whole but to really get deeper into this conversation yeah I think social media has really been instrumental in terms of it the the word being spread I mean you look at a film like Selma and you realize that the movement didn't really become a national issue until the television um, the television crews showed up and started to uh, televise what was happening um, and then that's how that movement really got some some fire under it and I think that today we're doing the same thing using utilizing social media um, for good because it can definitely go the other direction Um, and we're using it to mobilize people and to gather people and get the word out and I think it's I think it has it's an it's definitely made an impact but I think it's really important for us to remain consistent Mm -hmm. and to not let up because I think um politics and and officials government i think they're waiting us out i think they think if they just just wait us out long enough then we'll simmer down and you know well for good reason because that's what's usually that what usually that's what happens, happens. happens yeah, exactly yeah. Happens. that's exactly what always happens i mean <laughs> it's a shame yeah so yeah it's it's interesting and i know that you you're you're nigerian and so you are also as involved or as invested I should say in what's happening in Nigeria one of the one of the issues in the forefront is what's going on with Boko Haram mm-hmm. and you said that you've been working with Councilman Robert Cornegie yes um, is that an in partnership with liberated people yes and what exactly has been what what exactly are you two working on well we've had a few of um Events. The first thing was a visual rally to bring attention to this thing that happened with, that 
like the international media pretty much you know passed over oh, particularly yeah. in light of what happened in France um, it was the same week when those when those people were, were killed during those terrorist attacks and um, even though like a great deal more people were killed in northern Nigeria in, in, in one to two days during that time but hardly anyone spoke about it so we we, we had this visual um, vigil rather uh, where we had people come and speak and and we wanted to and and perform and we had at the end of it we had a second line and it, it was it was it was a great thing we had the a lot of the people in the community came out and we wanted to c- commemorate and mark in history that these people lived and these people were killed and, the, and that and they're not forgotten and that this actually happened um s- sometime after that we had a rally uh a, rather a press conference on the steps of city hall uh that was a cold cold day I <laughs> um and and you know councilman Carnegie in his office had been very supportive and 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 very interested invested in 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 making this a a, a subject that it's on the forefront of of everyone's minds mm-hmm. so yeah that's that's what we've done so far and we're planning more because it's, it's it's this is international terrorism and and we want to acknowledge it as that and not just think oh it's black people killing each other in Africa and that's fine because it's not no um, yeah, it's it's a that's that's a very tragic situation that's happening, and I think if we start to see this as our story versus their story, those people over there, exactly, I think that we um, can affect change. I, I really do. It's devastating to see what evil is capable of. It really is. So I applaud you and your efforts. I mean, it's really amazing that, I mean, I see how busy you are, (laughs) but yet you find the time, you make the time to stay involved in all of these important issues and to also um, be a presence. It's not just what you say, it's actually what you do. So I commend you. Thank you. Thank you kindly. So I, I just, I mean, you can you've gotten a little bit of a sample of why I love this man, but I'm going to go into my personal, personal reason why I absolutely adore you. And it has to do with the fact that one, you've been like a, a bit of a, a life coach to me a little bit, you know, you've, you've made time, which again is very limited and you've made time to sit and talk with me about the business because I'm an actor. I am, probably where you were many many years ago um and you've always been very very encouraging and you you, you've always told me these stories that are very inspiring that make me feel like okay i can do this it may not be happening now but it still can happen and one of those stories was i was sharing with you that i was thinking about becoming an extra and you told me that you started on the wire as an extra. I was. I was how did you background go from being background on on the wire to actually you know, playing a pretty memorable character. Um, it was an interesting journey. <laughs> I was background in one of the one of the episodes, uh, and then sometime after that, I was an extra. Um, and they kept bringing me back into audition. And the lead roles were cast out of New York, and I was in Maryland. I grew up in Maryland, and so I submitted myself to the casting directors. I I knew I didn't know anything about like lead roles small roles I just submitted myself um and some of the smaller roles were cast out of Baltimore so after they were bringing me in like periodically to audition for smaller roles and uh and sometime after that well a few years after that I uh I was like 
was cast as actually Slim Charles um, in the show. And I said yes, and then there was a schedule conflict, and then I ended up turning that role down. I was very ignorant. I didn't know you turn, <laughs> you don't turn down roles on HBO. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that. And so, so I turned it down. And then um, sometime after that, they called back, and they said the writers and producers really like you. They have a larger role, and they want to know if you'll take it. And I said yes, hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so that role turned um, went from... Be, uh, reoccurring to one of the leads of the show so it kind of span like, I kind of grew up on that show professionally it's funny because I had never seen The Wire like I knew you without having seen the show and then we were walking down the street this is during our um, liberated people time <laughs> our days together um, working together and we were walking down the street and we had gone into like some establishment and people were reacting to you like you were scary and I'm like I know you personally you're the sweetest person I've probably ever met and you have the most warm smile so I just was like I didn't really understand and they'd be like yo that's that dude from the wire so then I was like okay let me watch this series that is one of the most profound series and you told me you like you have to see it it's really good you've gone to um ivy league schools to lecture on the wire like yeah wow what it's it's an amazing series that addresses very relevant social issues what exactly do you talk about when you go and lecture um well harvard has brought me up a few times and a number of the other cast members even more so and we speak to the Harvard Law um, they teach class on it and so we talk about the show and, and its significance and the elements of the show um, I've spoken at at, uh, at Rutgers about the show um, I believe Princeton teaches a class on it as well I haven't spoken there but the people take it apart and they and they, they use it to sh- show how modern big cities in America work or or inner cities work rather and from many different angles not just crime in the streets but politicians and politics and media and and then and, and education education yeah. and police it's a it's a very honest depiction of that so you can use it so honest you can use it in 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 teaching that's amazing that's pretty dope did you ever think that you would be lecturing where where did you say Harvard uh, I, I did everything. I was. I, mm. <laughs> it, it was. It was. It was an honor to be asked. That is huge. It That's was cool. pretty cool. It was cool. I even used some of it. Um, some of the the wire for the TED talk I gave to to when I when I was speaking about the the history of stop and frisk. So I, I used segments of that to explain the pressure that a lot of these commanders were on to fudge the numbers. Wow. Yeah, we're familiar with that, man. Yeah, man. Oh my God, it hasn't changed. And you did TED talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When did you do a TED talk? We, I think 2012 or 13. <sighs> That's like a private little secret dream that I have. <laughs> it really is. I want to do a TED Talk. It's 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 an amazing experience. It's exhilarating, and you get to meet so many brilliant like people who are pushing the boundaries. You know, who are who are creating things, who are at the at the forefront of their respective industries or or their respective arts. Like I the, the my the TED Talk weekend I did. Um, I had followed or was in front of uh, that young lady from uh, 
Pakistan or Afghanistan who was who who just won the Nobel Peace Prize oh, yes. after being shot. Yes. Um, so it's it's wild the people that they that they bring together to to speak. It's, it's, it was an honor to be there with all those other people. Wow, your life is pretty amazing. Ah. It really is. You you just continue to take things on and like that you're producing. You've done, done done some directing as well. Yes. I funny enough, I directed. So there was a short that I I, I directed to air before the uh, the TED talk. And so I directed that, but I've been producing. I'm fortunate I produced a few films. Um, Knucklehead we mentioned. But, um, Newly Weeds is another one that I, I, I produced, and uh, and that one got into Sundance, which was cool. And we so you directed Knucklehead. I produced it. Oh. And, and and I'm and I'm in it. Um, I'm gonna go see that this week. We gonna go support your movie this week. Well, it it was at BAM the, in the festival, so it's it's not there right now. It'll be in another festival in New York soon. Uh, we haven't released it just yet. What which festival? But it'll be out soon. You'll start to see press. And, oh, Wait a minute, where is it now that I can go? Right now, nowhere. But it will be out in another festival soon, like within the next couple months once they start okay. to release. Okay, we'll look out. Yeah, we'll look out. And um. And Newly Weeds, I'm not in. I just helped to produce it, and uh, and we saw that one at 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 Sundance, which was really cool. It was exciting. So now it's out there on iTunes and Amazon and Netflix and so on. So where do you get this confidence? This confidence that that um, allows you to kind of step outside of your box, stretch into new areas, and do it well. Like where do you get this from? I need to know where exactly. <laughs> Give me an address so I can go. <laughs> It's amazing. What? How do? You, where does it come from? I mean, I don't. I'm not sure. I this confidence. It's. I don't know. Is it a confidence that, like, there's a lot of things I don't know, and so, one thing I do like is information and finding out things. So if I don't know something, like acting, I didn't know anything about acting. I, I bought books. I researched it online, and and then I found that there were auditions near where I was working for, in D.C. for the federal government, and and I started to go, and I was nervous. I didn't know anything. Um, but I was like, let me go try this. Um, but you, you had like a desire to act. You no, wanted to. No, no, no. You so, didn't? Someone came by my cubicle one day and said <laughs> that their, their friend was in town. Um, be, like who was an a- actress. And that was the first time I'd ever even thought about that as a, that as something that people did as a job. I, I grew up watching television all the time, but that was, that was my, my scope of what acting was. And so then after they said that, I was like, oh, like your friend does that as a job and so the person said that thought that I was asking because I was interested in becoming an actor and kind of you know dismissed me he's like oh well you couldn't do it because this or whatever my friend was this or whatever and so that kind of just sparked something in me so I just wanted to find out even then even after that was sparked it wasn't because I wanted to do it it's just I wanted to find out about this whole world I didn't know anything about but you do love acting I do I do acting is is great I'm, I'm fortunate to be able to do it for a living and 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 be a part of like some amazing projects you know yeah yeah you know and, and yeah. now it's allowed me to you know produce it's allowed me to travel the world i've written a few articles for the times i mean the acting has been the said way into all those things yeah, yeah it's been yeah. a great yeah. spring yeah, man. for you yeah so and i, I mean i I don't have to ask how you if if you support independent projects um, because you clearly do a lot of a lot of the the work that you've done as a producer has been on independent projects. Um, what's your take on actors trying to make it or 
yeah I should say make it make it um, into the industry or break into the industry going the independent route and and by that I'm specifically thinking about like web series and um, films definitely I know there is if done well that's a great avenue but what about the web series how do how do they feel on that side of the industry I think <laughs> about people in web series I think I mean personally I think it can be dope if it's done well you know I, I think that's I think working on the, your craft and doing something well and not being afraid to fail and look foolish and so on, that that helps as far as getting something done well. Um, web series, and like there have been uh, obviously a, a few web series that have done well and been able to turn into television shows or just been successful web series and so on. So I think it's a, it, it's a fine avenue, it's, it's, it's especially if people do something and and do it to completion and with the web series it's it can be more difficult because you don't have a studio behind you pushing you and funding you and and yeah. and, 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 and like making sure certain um deadlines are met it, it's going to take much more of your own personal gumption mm-hmm. you know and so which is which is great because it gives that gives you the skill and the confidence you talked about if you do it to completion to do the next big thing you know yeah. so web series can be can, can be great you know, if you if you work on what it's gonna work work on the craft, a clear idea of what of what you're trying to get across, and and your partners in that. Yeah, yeah. I think the important thing is that you do good work regardless of yeah. weather, because you know there's a lot of crap out there. <laughs> I it's mean, I'm true. sure you see there's a lot of crap out there, and and then you know it just makes it bad for people who are really trying to do good work. So, but you know, here's the thing. It's interesting because a lot of, a lot of the, a lot of the things that we see as crap. Those people think this is brilliant. Oh, yeah. This is great. <laughs> and and, and they, you know, and they've got their fans yeah. and everything. You yeah. know, so it's like it made. It's like it's subjective, right? Yeah, yeah you're absolutely so right. Like, What's good you know, and bad? Exactly. Is this this person's yeah, created this. That. This person. I know people who who could if they did it. Like they would do do something really good, but they just can't get it up enough mm-hmm. to to do it to completion. Here's somebody whose stuff I don't really necessarily dig, but they actually co- accomplished it and finished right. it and put it out there. Yeah, you know, yeah. and they're happy with it. I'm like, well, you you did it. You made you you're successful. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta believe your own bullshit. There you go. <laughs> you gotta there believe you go. your own That's bullshit. That's it right there. You gotta buy because, into it. You know, there are a lot of people, man. That you know, and I guess believing is just believing that you can do it and believing that you got something and you have the faith to see it through absolutely you know, absolutely you know you just, yeah yeah man. i used to watch um like some shows and i'd, I'd be like <laughs> how the fuck did this shit get <laughs> thank you <laughs> and i'm but, like you know i i can write better than that it like in my but sleep, it's not about you know, that no, though it's not. but it but inspired me i'm like then i need to stop talking about exactly. how bad this show is and how i could do this and start writing and exactly. so i did and, exactly. and then i started writing some cool things i was fortunate enough to have something uh, made funny enough a web series mm-hmm. um by sony and and it did well I, but I, I had to stop talking about it and uh-huh. start writing you know yeah. so yeah yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, clearly, man. I support independent um, projects because this is, in a way, an independent project. And I think my goal, I 
I don't know, weeks, weeks, the first, the beginning of it, I had all these different goals, but now it's simplified. <laughs> Week six, my goal is just to create excellence. So just to do my best is all that I can ask of myself. I can't really compare myself to anyone else because there's no other Zania. Well, well, you really shouldn't. Yeah. Right. You and, really shouldn't. And, and I was in the first few weeks but now I'm just like you know what just do work that I'm proud of do, you know meet my level of excellence and just you know have room in myself to for improvement like know that I want to continue to improve and get better and so I love I love it when I see people do independent projects, even the bad ones, at least, because I remember I would see people do bad ones, but I'd be like, but I haven't done anything. So I really can't judge, you know? So I'm, I'm always in my in the back of my head, even when it doesn't look that great, I'm applauding them for the effort, like yeah. you said. Yeah. Um, because there are so many of us who talk ourselves out of it because it's not perfect and not exactly what we want to do. Perfection can be so. one of the... the, one of the death to creativity that is so yeah. true that is so true yeah I wow. agree man okay well I think we can transition into my favorite segment of the show where I ask questions I changed it up a little bit last week instead of seven questions I have seven answers okay the first three questions you and I will both answer and the last one you will answer on your own okay. so shorten it up a little bit okay so you ready? Mm-hmm. Don't look over here. Stop trying to see my questions. <laughs> okay. What do you do to maintain your physique? Oui. <laughs> uh, Ladies, I had, I'm just saying. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I had plastic implants put in years ago. <laughs> so I don't have to lift a, a pound or anything. Play the game, man. Yeah. Everybody else is doing you know, it. Cause me, make me look. <laughs> no. Get your money, man. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I wish I got a chance to work out as much as I'd like to. Um, yeah, as a wrestler, I, I, I just, I, I respond very much to physical, anything physical, oh, especially God. working out. <laughs> oh my lord! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I don't get an opportunity to do as much. But um, so push-ups when I can, running when I can. In South Africa, I was doing it pretty regularly, which was. It's great just running through the through the countryside in South Africa and then running around Cape Town and climbing a mountain. You forgot that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did do that. That was very, I climbed very light. treacherous. Wow, it's, it's, it seems like forever ago, and it was just like last week. I climbed a uh, lion's head in a uh, which was a cool, cool trek in in Cape Town. Yeah, that was no joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the regulations are a little different. Like they don't exist. Like <laughs> you, you can just you're getting higher and higher, and there's like nothing. No, no rail or anything like that. It's just like no just, rail. No, no. It's just no like rails or mountains. Down, really? Just down, just down the mountain. Just down the mountain. <laughs> it's, it's like steep. I, I posted a bunch of stuff on my um on my Instagram at Benga Kinabet, and it was it was cool. It was it was cool. So I like to I like to run and do push ups when I can. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So what I do to maintain my phys- my physique is. Don't laugh, Jeff. You're already laughing. I didn't even say anything yet. How dare you? <laughs> I, you know, I, there's a lot that I can say, right? So let me just say this. I believe in balance, okay? So that will give you a little indication of where I'm going. I juice. I like juicing. But I also like cake. I believe cake yeah, that's is... A, that's a good workout. That's <laughs> a real good workout. And I exercise. I go to the gym. 
I also climbed a mountain when I was in in um, Colombia. You're not you're not all that whatever. <laughs> so I exercise, but I also take naps. Uh, so these are the things. This is the balance that I subscribe to in my life. I need to incorporate some of that. So yeah, so it, it's contributed to my physique of fitness and fat. It's like a balance. <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's me. I got a little a little fit, a little fat. It's fine. Whatever. Sounds very encouraging. Encouraging. <laughs> Sounds very encouraging. I'm not trying to motivate everybody. (laughs) Okay. Making it look right. Okay, let's see. What's the next question I'm going to ask you? Um, hmm, What's your favorite primetime show to tune into? When you have time, which is rare, I know. Primetime show? I mean, I don't don't even know. I love shows like Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. Um... (laughs) That's good, man. You don't watch TV. <laughs> That's really it's good. It's interesting because when you speak to musicians or or rappers or whatever, you want to ask them what do they what do they listen to in their iPod. So for me, when I'm talking to actors, particularly ones who work as much as you, I'm curious, what do you watch? You know, because you. I, I wish I, I wish I had more time to watch stuff. Yeah. I, I will say though. I am kind of addicted to Empire, like really? everybody else. Really? I yeah, it's a fun show. Okay. I'm like, it's like, I'm, like <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of intoxicated by the drama of it, and it is what it is. But it's 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 got me. Damn, it's got its grips on me. <laughs> it's like hair wrong. It's gonna kill me one day. I know it will. It's Damn you, Lee Daniels. You might actually make it on that show. Well, I'm happy to see black people working. <laughs> That's about the extent of it for me. You know, it you know it it's 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 changing the the game. Like these these studios are now beginning to understand what people have been telling them for decades that black cells and oh, yeah, you know yeah. in, ab- abroad and domestically and and that we we can carry television shows majority black sh- you know honestly it was what empire doesn't even seem to me like a black show like quote unquote it's just a show that's like super dramatic and super <laughs> melodramatic it's, 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 you know it's, it's, it's like, like dynasty. dynasty there exactly. you go so <laughs> You know, it's black dynasty. Black dynasty, blindesty. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. So it's so I, I I think that's that's good, and so you can so these networks are beginning able to see, beginning to see that you know majority black cast can do that. Yeah, and you know it's gonna be the typical copycat. Everybody's gonna be trying to do it, and before you know it, you know we're looking for something else. Black people won't be working for a while, and then they're gonna come up with something else. Wow, you know? you're bringing us down. It's a you're bringing us up. I've been, I've, been, I've been around. I see. I've seen Dang. this before. <laughs> Unfortunately, I feel like I need to find a window I can jump out of. Yeah. No, black people are working, so that's that's good. Well, mm-hmm. that's what we gotta change. We gotta make things. We we have to make our own. I always say we have to make our own machines because Hollywood Absolutely. is a machine. Exactly. So we have to make our own machines. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, which is where the web series comes into play, which is where producing your own independent, f- independent films independent, come into play, writing. Yeah. It's on you doing stuff like this. You, you didn't wait for somebody. <laughs> it's true. You, you're doing it yourself. You know, both of you. So, it's just like making your own machines. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Good point. So People like be it. copying you in a minute. Yep. Me? Huh. No. Say, yeah, it's the you. highest form of flattery. Huh? Okay. Are you playing the radio station thing? Is that your yeah. next thing? Goodness. I'm going to do what you do. I'm going to do it better. Okay, girl, just like you. Her name's going to be a Abladia. That's right. Yeah, we out there laughing. I feel laughing that somebody's going to do it next week. Somebody's listening right now. That's right. Okay, so my turn to answer the question. 
Mm. My favorite primetime show to tune into, and I'm not saying this because you're sitting here. It really is the following. My sisters <laughs> and I, are you watching it? Are you? There are certain shows that I watch to like be in relationship with my family because my sister's in Chicago, so we, you know, make time to talk to each other and talk about the show. Yeah, and yeah. your character on the following. <laughs> Gosh, I just feel so bad. I'm like, look at my friend sitting in the dark with a computer <laughs> trying to get all the information on his girlfriend. You have to watch the show. I hope I didn't spoil it for anyone. Um, but I love you on the show. But even if you weren't on the show, it's just so well written. It's written like a movie, actually, yeah, like yeah. a thriller. So it's like very, it's very intense. Every episode, every episode is really, really good. So that's that's my show that I like to watch. If I had to pick one, that's the one that I'm like going crazy over right now. Good, good. So I will be, you know, trying to talk to you later about getting details. <laughs> What's next? What's next? I'm not going to tell you. You have to watch. <laughs> You're annoying. <laughs> okay, next question. If you weren't an actor and had to pick a more traditional job or career, what would it be? Well, I was going to say writing, but I don't know if that's much more, tra- much more traditional, but... That's still artistic. So you can't choose writing? No, I'm saying no. Um... <laughs> I, th- I think it'd be wrestling. Really? You know, um, not not you know what you see on the WWF, but I mean like international wrestlers who compete for like like uh, like get on the teams that sponsor them to compete with the Olympics and the Goodwill Games and stuff like that. I mean, I really love I love wrestling. So. God. Okay, I need to slide away from you for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I love wrestling, and then he looks at me with those eyes. Ladies, come on now, come on, y'all, y'all know what I'm going through I right do now. Like being physical. Oh, stop <laughs> it, stop. <laughs> I'm gonna answer the question now. Take the heat off of me. Okay, so if I were to, if I weren't an actor or a radio show host and had to pick a more traditional job or career, it would be. A therapist because I would still get to do the thing that I'm doing right that. now. I, I would still I would talk to people and Jeff <laughs> would be my main client. Like he would be my number one patient because he's crazy. But I love talking to people and I often find myself in Except situations. You'd wind up on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I often Crying find myself sobbing. <laughs> Look, I had a breakdown last week. I'm fine. Um, But I often find myself sitting with people and talking to them about their lives and their issues and their problems and whatever. So I love that. I actually enjoy it. So if I wasn't doing this, I'm sure I'd be doing that in some way, shape, or form. Okay, so here's the last question. It's all on you. Are you ready? Uh What's the most valuable piece of advice you've received in your career? Get out. Yeah! <laughs> Run the other way! <laughs> Run! <laughs> uh, Terrible. Wow. Most valuable? I don't know. And it would take me a great deal of time to think about the most valuable piece. But I will say that one of the first things that comes to mind is create your own content. Because if for no if for no other reason you're you're developing your skills, you're not waiting, um, and it's also stimulating. As far as as far as me, I'm I, I I'm I'm stimulated by it. Yeah. You know, I'm fortunate that the content that I've created, we've been able to get out there. But even if not, it's still a, a process. I'm work. I have d- different projects I'm working developing with different groups of people, and and it's all been making me a better actor a better producer 
um yeah so like you like create your own content and and so that part of that is that you don't end up blaming hollywood or blaming other people or blaming this or whatever you 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 can don't you know you get you got to do it yourself yeah so how long was it before you just decided that you had to create your own you know you've been in acting a while and how long was it before you decided okay i gotta start doing some of my own shit let's say i it has to have been like more than five six years ago uh i wanted to have more of a say over the stories that i told um or i was a part of and and acting gives a little bit of uh, room for that but not much but so i i said well how do i what what position in this industry or what positions plural in this industry um will allow me to help control the content i put out there and so i started getting into producing and writing um and and directing yeah because i know for me you know i'm a musician and i know there was like a certain it was like a certain amount of experience that I had to have and go through before I decided that, okay, I want to start producing and writing yeah. my own stuff. But all of that um, experience that I had before I actually started producing and writing was necessary. Absolutely. You know, it was Absolutely. necessary, you know, because it laid down a palette for me to, you know. You knew what you wanted. Oh, yeah. well, I eventually found out. Yeah. <laughs> after, I, after going through uh, doing things that, I didn't, well, I guess it was necessary, you know, whether I wanted to do it or not, it was necessary because it all helped when it came down to me producing and mm -hmm. writing and, you know, that experience was very valuable. So, you know, that's why I asked how long was it before after you, I guess you always knew that in the back of your mind yeah, that you wanted to exactly. and just create your own how and, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and what the path pathways were and so on. And it, you're in an industry where a lot of people don't want to help you, oh, you know, yeah. which, is, which has yeah. always been surprising but to me. But then there are people that, that will help. Yeah, you know, exactly. You just, Why exactly. has it been surprising to you that people don't always want to help? I, I think because I, I think I'm just made up differently. I'm like in my mind, if you if you can do something, if it's within your capability, you should. Not mm -hmm. and I I I hear I hear people all the time, you know, say especially as as we get older. Well, I'm not getting anything out of this, so I'm not going to do this. Or you know, you like you you do for me before I do for you, stuff like that. And and I can understand the logic of it, but it's just. To me, that seems like such a short-sighted way of, of, of using your energies, you know. Yeah. You know, but but some people feel like they just keep giving, 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 and they don't have anything to themselves and uh, for themselves left over. And I hear that, but I I, 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 I guess I also come from the school of thought that I'm infinite, uh -huh. you know. So and and that when that it, it's a, it's a circle, and I need to give without expectation. Yeah. And I mean, so I try. I really try. I'm not at all perfect, you know. You know, and I and I I ask and require a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I, I like in my mind, I I I'll, I'll give to you because I can, not because you did for me. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I hear you, man. So. Yeah. Wow. Well, I have to say, this has been a really awesome interview thank you so much for sharing of your time and of your experience yeah, with all of us thank you this has been really really rich really rich uh content that we that we've covered today
So tell people you have people who already who who are fans of yours how they can follow you on with Liberated People and you as you the actor how how can they follow you? You can follow me at weareliberated.com um, on Instagram it's at weareliberated.com and on on Twitter it's at weareliberated.com and then there's the website weareliberated.com. <laughs> um, you can also follow me Benga um, at G-B-E-N-G-A-A-K-I-N-N-A-G-B-E which is my first and last name um, and on Instagram and Twitter and like, just keep up with the latest of what's going on yeah, if you happen to follow him, you're going to you're going to really start to understand how busy he is because you're on, always on you're always somewhere. If you're not promoting the work, you're working, you're doing something and it's really inspiring for me because I sometimes I feel like I just don't have enough enough hours in the day. And then I think but Benga can do it. Yeah. <laughs> and if Benga can do it, then I can do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, so you keep me motivated. I'm trying. I don't I don't believe that live a twenty four hour workday. <laughs> well, and for, for my for my followers out there, um, if you're tuning in for the first time, please follow us on Facebook. You can go to our fan page, uh, the Outlet Radio Show. You can like us on, on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram at the Outlet Radio Show and on Twitter at the outlet radio so i look forward to um hearing feedback from you guys feel free when you when you tune in on www.theoutletradioshow.tumblr.com click on the show and feel free to leave comments we'd love to hear from you thank you so much benga thank you both for having me thank you jeff for holding us down keeping the sound right appreciate it yeah and you guys hold on we'll be right back with our closing word this is Benga Kinaba, and guess what? You are plugged into the Outlet Radio Show with Azania Sange. Bring it home. So another great interview with another inspiring guest. Thank you so much, Benga, for coming in today. Now, my favorite word of advice that Benga left with us was create your own content. Now, y'all know I'm in full agreement as I sit here, the host of my own independent pursuit, the Outlet Radio Show. Now, if I were to add to that in any way, I would share what my friend Khabibi Dillon once told me back during our days at Howard University. She said, don't clip your own wings. In other words, don't talk yourself out of something that has all the potential in the world to be great. Don't look for or wait for permission to do that thing you do. Contribute to the matrix. Share your gifts and your talents and your insights. Create your own content. So y'all know where I'm going with this, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Dare greatly, family. Dare to answer the call. Dare to follow your hearts and get ready because an experience far greater than anything you've ever imagined is waiting for you on the other side. Until next time, bye. This has been a Jan Carver Music and Lions Pen production.
Sania Shange Shange Shange